1: are listening to dcpl's into the library verse on full service radio broadcasting from the line hotel in washington dc my name is will and i'm joined by jenny a children's librarian at dcpl hi will hey so you're now entering the library verse today's today's show is all about zines um, I asked Jenny to join us uh, today because zines are something that she's been interested in a long time. Um, Jenny, are you willing to share with us some <laughs> of your history in zines?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a vast history. Yeah, I like zines a lot. Um, I The first time I heard of zines was when I was in high school. I was at a punk show, and just one of the bands was handing out zines, and I thought it was really cool and it seemed sort of official to me in a weird way even though it was just photocopied you know um, but I didn't really get involved with zines until later on um, when I was in graduate school they had a, um, a Midwest zine fest in the town where I was going to school and it was just so interesting to see um, different people with tables with all of their zines they were all you know sharing ideas and trading zines selling zines um and I thought it was really interesting and like I wanna know more about that and get involved with that. And so I got really involved, um, with Zine the Zine community in DC when I moved out here, um, and heard about the D C Zine Fest, which um just had its ninth year actually.
1: Yeah, amazing.
0: Amazing, yeah. when I got here it was in the second year. Um and um, and I got to know a lot of people uh, who were organizing that and who were making zines in D.C. through going to different uh, zine readings um, and going to the zine fest. And I just thought it was a really, inter- a really interesting way of sharing ideas. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. Um, and it, it occurs to me now, um, I have questions for you about that. I have answers. But I, it occurs to me that before I ask any questions, um, we should probably try to define zines um I guess my personal definition would be just you know a sort of homemade short book um but I feel like that's not a very good definition
0: (laughs) yeah people always often ask what's a zine and actually there's a a book that we carry in the library called uh what you mean what's a zine
1: (laughs) oh I love it um
0: which is a great uh like book that teaches you about zine formats and a little bit of history and talks about different ways to get started making zines Um, so definitely a plug for that book Um, and well zine is I mean the simplest way of explaining it is zine is short for magazine Um, so it's spelled z-i-n-e some people think it said zine but then once you say oh it's short for magazine it's like oh yeah Um, and it's basically I mean there are a lot of things fall under the category of zines but it's generally something self-published um, something that you're making on your own. Some people do them on the computer, though. Some people do them by hand. Um, and something that you're distributing mm. yourself, usually a low-circulation um, exchange between people, um, historically has been, like, photocopied, you know, self-made. Some people, I'm sure, get them printed up nicer. Um, but typically, it's, like, a DIY right. effort. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I to me, the... The most compelling thing about zines is the the DIY element. Um and uh, you know, we've talked on, on this show previously, Portion I a lot about just how D C is changing so much mm-hmm. and how um so many of the DIY music venues are going away. Um and and that's where I get really excited to see just how well DC zine fest is go- doing as a community and how it seems to be growing. Um, I don't know what your experiences with zine culture elsewhere, but, um, DC is frankly the first city I've lived in where I like saw an active or at least was aware of an active community doing it. Um,
0: yeah, there's the, the DC uh, Zine Fest has done a lot I think for um, like energizing you know people in this area, um, and like I said, the Zine Fest has been going on for nine years now, and I was I was at the last one, um, and I think they had like 900 people or something yeah. come through on a hot day, and um, and it's a free event, it's um, it's accessible, it's open to everyone, mm-hmm. and um, it was just really cool to see like you could barely walk through the aisles at certain times of day because there's so many people, you know, and I think people are still encountering zines for the first time, um, even now. So it's like that energy keeps getting reinvigorated. But I've been um, to other cities that have zine fest to um, Chicago zine fest, I believe started the year before DC zine fest. And that was part of the inspiration was some of the folks that organized the first D.C. Zine Fest had been to Chicago and mm. saw, you know, what an exciting event it was and um, the exchange of ideas going on there and they got excited about starting that in D.C. Um, so, yeah, then that... So, Chicago's been going on for 10 years. That's an even huger event. Um, but there's there's all... Zine Fest's all over the country and actually all over the world. Um, you know, they have them coast to coast. I've been to... The uh, Philly Zine Fest before Richmond awesome. has an awesome Zine Fest that actually um, takes place. Richmond pla- has a
1: great community yeah, of stuff going they on. They do.
0: And their Zine Fest takes place at the public library. Really? Actually. Yeah. Which is really cool. Mm,
1: maybe DCPL could take a hint sometime. I don't know. It'd be that, fun. But I guess it's been happening at Art and recently.
0: Yeah. So DC Zine Fest, when it started, uh, and actually for the first seven years, it took place at St. Stephen's Church. Yeah. Um, which has um, what we call in D.C. punk rock, good punk rock infrastructure. Totally, (laughs) Um, totally. Which is a great space, and they do a lot of activist work and community work, and it was a great, you know, pairing, I think, for the organization at the time, Um, and it was in the auditorium, but... um, it's always in July. It's
1: always very hot. It was very there.
0: hot. And it was, too, I think it just became too much of a, an issue of like accessibility and health yeah. for people. So um, just because it was so hot totally. always. So they moved it to art enables um, for the eighth year. And yeah. so they've been there two years now.
1: Yeah. And you know, I agree that um, the initial pairing of zine fest with, um, with St. Stephen's was great because it is such a great venue. And like you said, it has all that punk history, but as as it became more and more popular as well, like it, as big as that auditorium is, it was packed. It's it packed. was so packed.
0: And it was always, you know, one of the hottest weekends of Absolutely. the year. Um, so, you know, I think it was, I'm sure it was a hard decision um, yeah. to move it. But um, the past two years at Art Enables... Um, as a, as a visitor, I can say it was a much more pleasant. It was mm-hmm. still hot because it's July, and of you course, pack enough yeah. people into a room, it was warm, but much more comfortable. And um, Art Enables also has a great mission yeah. and does a lot of great work in the community um, and uh, is an artist's organization. So they've been um, extremely uh, welcoming, it seems, to the Zine Fest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you want to talk some about some of our favorite zines? Sure. I, I can start if you want. Yeah. I can break the I ice. I want to hear it. Okay. So there is this ridiculous zine that I really like, like a lot. And, um, you know, there's so many different kinds of zines. Um, I'm sure we can talk about that. This one, it's really more of a comic zine. It's called Rolling Dumpster.
0: <laughs> that doesn't surprise it me that that's surprise. your favorite at all Oh, i love it
1: so much so it's essentially like a story about a dumpster who introduces <laughs>
0: yeah wait it's an anthropomorphic dumpster? yes it
1: talks it talks oh wow yes totally
0: it sounds like a children's book waiting to happen it like,
1: totally is yeah. it is so great um so it's a dumpster that introduces vegans to freeganism right <laughs> And
0: Wait, are you sure you didn't make this? No, I know. are sure? It's just
1: totally <laughs> up my alley. Yeah. Um, and then it travels across the country to um, participate in a big protest, and it meets other dumpsters that are into that whole scene. Mm. And the best part was that it, um, so it's a mythology that the author made up about a, a very real dumpster that um, protesters had rolled down a hill during a protest um and uh so which is why it was called rolling dumpster
0: ah, yeah okay. so that's my favorite so theme. it's nonfiction, is what you're saying
1: i mean it's <laughs> it's non-fiction and fiction at the same magical time magical realism I mean, like who's to say maybe that is the real story of that dumpster it could
0: be yeah who's to say and who (laughs) who makes that um
1: I honestly I feel bad I should have I should have looked that up before I came here I don't know but they've published it um now online and and it's great because there's so many zines that people make and then they scan them in and upload them so that you can print them out and hand them out in person um I mean to other people Mm -hmm. obviously some zines are, you know, people sell and then other zines people um, try to make available. So yeah. it's cool.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I don't want to say it's like a literary classic or anything, but,
0: <laughs> but you like it. I like, you like it. It, it and that's speaks what matters, to you. Yeah. Yeah, I think the great thing about zines is that there's literally one on every topic you could imagine. Totally. And if there's not, you can make one about mm-hmm. that topic. You know, if you decide, Um, Maybe there's not a zine. Just like, you know, people write books that they want to read, right? Like Mm. people make zines that they want to see out in the world and that they want to connect with other people who think like them or want that perspective. Um, I tend to read a lot of personal zines. I've just always been interested in personal stories. Like I read a lot of nonfiction books from the library and memoirs and so I'm drawn to that sort of like confessional, like first person experience yeah. type of thing, more narrative than comic based. Although there are some great comic scenes out there too. Um, I really like um, a friend of mine from Chicago named Heather writes a zine called "Dig Deep," um, and her writing is just fantastic and always um, just really interesting. You know, just about her life and her experience yeah. um, and. When I first got into zines, um, one of my early favorites that can, has continued to be a favorite is called Doris. Are you
1: familiar with I'm that? I'm not. What, um, what's up with that? Um,
0: it's another personal zine um, written by uh, someone named Cindy Crabb, and she's been writing it since, I mean, since the 90s, mm. I think. Um, and it deals it deals with some activism, too, but also just, like, about her experience in the world. Um, and she also runs a zine distro, Um Uh, called doris distro um, Mm -hmm. where she sells other zines that she likes or that are interesting um through her website um and that's a great you know a a zine distro is a great place to find out about other zines that you might want to read that you might not encounter in your town or at your local zine fest too so um but locally i really like um um, I mean, there's a lot of great zines coming out of D.C. right now, I think. I saw no. a lot of cool stuff at, at the D.C. Zine Fest from local people. Um, but I really like um, uh, Jamila Zara Fulton's zines, yeah. um, which she writes under the moniker The Beat of Blossoms I, I think I
1: actually have a couple of her zines yeah. at home. They're really good. They're, they're really
0: beautiful. They're
1: very ornate and elaborate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she does a lot of interesting collage work and poetry, and also does hand-sewn books, too. Mm. Um, and I just think, you know, the zine zine is about what's in it, too. But um, what a lot of people do is, you know, they make it into a piece of art, too. And I think she does a really Absolutely. good job with that. So those are just a few.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that actually kind of... Before I forget, I should plug the library in that. Um, library. Yeah, library. <laughs> um, if if you're interested in in making zines, some some immediate resources would be, for example, you get 20 free pages of printing a day, so yeah. that will go a long way.
0: Plus, uh, that includes color printing or copies too. Totally. So If you're printing some. You know, beautiful color covers. You could just come do twenty no, of them every day. No
1: problem. Yep. Then obviously you could use the Fab Lab for all sorts of things um, in terms of making your zines. But but then as well, um, isn't? Aren't there some other zine specific programs that happen occasionally? Yeah.
0: So I've helped um, facilitate a few things called Zine Lab, okay. um, which started at the Mount Pleasant Library. Um, because the DC Zine Fest was close to that one. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did a series of events there where we had, you know, things like magazines and stamps and paper to cut and paste and a typewriter and um, all sorts of clip art. Um,
1: I attended one of them. It was a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: it's a fun workshop space. um, And if people had questions about zines or making them, they could ask questions. Usually there'd be a few representatives from DC zine fest there as well. Um, and they would talk about upcoming events they might have or about the zine fest and how that works. And then it was, you know, really a workshop space where you could sit and work on your zines, you know, maybe you were drawing comics or, or just looking through magazines for ideas for backgrounds. Um, or you could use the typewriter to, you know, use, like, come up with some text. Um, so it was a great, like, creative workshop space, um, and we did we did it um, I think bi-monthly for about a year, and then um, when DC Zine Fest moved to Northeast because Art Enables is um, off of Rhode Island Avenue Northeast, um, we decided that we would do some at the Woodridge Library because that's right down the street from Art Enables, so have a good like community tie-in. Mm. People could learn more about zines and um, get involved if they wanted to and we did a series of three of those this spring and it was great it was the same you know um, lots of people came who had never um, made a zine before or were maybe trying to make something new for the zine fest but weren't sure how to get started or maybe just needed a little push to get started yeah, totally. like, I definitely need that push sometimes like um and it was great. Um, we had a great time, and the free photocopies were a great benefit to that. We also um, we have one of our online resources through the library is called Dig DC, where we digitize absolutely photographs and maps and things from our archives collection. So we printed out a bunch of them that people could use because they were copyright free. Um, interesting things that were specific to DC that look you know from libraries or maps of the city. Um, and I think that was exciting for people to see, like, oh yeah, you can go online and find these images that you know you don't have to worry about there being a copyright on them. Right. Um, we also printed a bunch out from the British Library. They have a vast Flickr collection. Really? Uh, yeah, of all kinds of um, old images from atlases and all kinds of. I mean, you can you can basically look up any any type if you were like, I want you know pictures of dogs or like dumpsters yeah, maybe dumpsters, sure. and there'd be some old lithiograph that yeah. the British library has digitized. Um, so that was fun. That was fun. Like on, you know, just browsing through that and finding interesting things and yeah. then finding cool stuff from DC that people might want to incorporate into their zines. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think we're going to do some more too. I'm not sure when, but
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something that I'll, I'll definitely personally be looking forward to. Um, if, if While people wait for that sort mm-hmm. of program to start back up, like if, if, if you met somebody today who said, I just found out about zines, I really want to get started, is there like some advice you would give them on how to do that or is it really just something where they just need to do it?
0: Yeah, I think a big part of it is just doing it. Like I think one of the great things about zines is like no one – no one gets to tell you that it's like, okay to make it, you know, no one gets to tell you that's not good enough or no one cares about that. It's like, if you want to share your perspective or if you're passionate about something and you want to write about it, you can just do it, you know, you just, and maybe you want to maybe read some other zines, um, you know, just to see how other people do it, just to kind of see like, Oh, okay, this is how this person wrote about how much they love, pizza or whatever this is how this person wrote about you know a band that they really like or this person wrote about activism or um disability or um you know, you just make it and yeah. then you get to decide what you want to do with it. You know, it can be as elaborate or simple as you want it to be.
1: Yeah. And I guess there's not even a rule that you would even have to share it with anybody no. ultimately.
0: Yeah. You could just make it for you could or be a journal. could be a journal, could be a way of getting you motivated to make something. Or create something that's just for you or maybe just to share with a few people. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who got married and they made a little, like, wedding zine, like, to hand yeah. out to their guests, you know. So it could be something very personal or it could be something that, you know, you want to sell online or at a zine fest or yeah.
1: something. Yeah, it's interesting because as you say that, it sort of makes me start to think about scrapbooking mm. and other things like that. Sure. which. um I guess I wouldn't typically think of a scrapbook as a zine, but I suppose you could have a zine that was a scrapbook.
0: Sure, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, collage style. Or um, there's also like people who've made zines who've now turned into authors too, and they incorporate some of that zine style. Um, One that comes to mind is Celia Perez, Mm. um, who she's actually a librarian out of Chicago and has written zines for many years. And then published a, a middle grade, um, which is like aimed towards like eight to 12 year old, um, novel last year called the first rule of punk. Um, and she actually made, um, she collaged her own end papers and they look very much like zine style and,
1: That's awesome. um,
0: and her character in the book makes zines and, um, so yeah, you can really adapt it to kind of any medium or yeah. thing you want.
1: I think my personal favorite, like when I'm when I sit down and make a zine, um, I don't really like to draw on it or, mm-hmm. or write in it. I really like to just cut up magazines and and collage something together. And if I'm looking for a word, I have to like hunt through the the magazine mm-hmm. for the perfect. Um, version of that word. Um, I really enjoy that. Um, Do you have a preferred sort of style for zine making or?
0: Um, Well, I do. I guess usually if I'm writing a zine, I might, I might just kind of write it out first. And then I think more about the layout Mm -hmm. later. Um, I'm sure everyone's different. Uh,
1: Totally. Of course. Um,
0: I use a lot of, I get a lot of junk mail, like a lot of people, you know, credit card applications. um, You know, just, nonsense in the mail and those um security envelopes that they always have yeah. in there with they have interesting black and white patterns totally i've used a lot of those for backgrounds or collage those together because they just add some interest to the back and i'm like well at least i'm getting something out of these for sure. <laughs> and i'm recycling you know
1: <laughs> for sure and you know as you mentioned the credit card stuff i've definitely gotten a lot of credit card stuff that comes in these very ornate and sparkly sort of envelopes i guess yeah. to get my attention sure, it makes yeah. perfect zine material
0: yeah anything really yeah. i'm not i don't draw a lot or well or i don't i don't practice enough to do it yeah. well so i find that as like a cool a way of still having it look interesting without doing a lot of drawing totally totally um, but there's a lot of people right. who make really great comic zines too or um yeah really the options are kind of endless
1: yeah, um, I I don't know. It's, it's all very exciting and fun um, and beautiful. Um, it also makes me think of, have you ever heard of Altered Books? No. So Altered Books was something that they um, made us do. I say made us do. Um, actually, <laughs> I was in the art club. I was an art nerd.
0: So you made them do it.
1: I mean, I mean, they, the, they, the teacher suggested that we do it. Oh, okay. And then, of course, we were like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So the idea is, you know, old books that um, the information is stale or no longer relevant. You can take that book and you can go through it, paint on the inside of it. Um, you can, you know, mark out words until like a new meaning is formed on the page from the spots that you didn't cross out. And so you just go through the whole book and sort of turn it into your mm-hmm. own journal. It's oh, yeah, an altered book, so it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we've done. I've done a few of those programs at the library. Where we did blackout poetry, like what you're talking oh, about. That's cool. With books that you know had been checked out a hundred times and were completely falling apart, so we would reuse the pages um, to make poetry too, which is fun.
1: Totally, totally. So. Um, before I came here today, I did a ton of reading about, like, the history of zines, and I was startled. 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 <laughs> I was totally startled to learn that zines have been around since the 30s. Yeah,
0: the 1930s. That's yeah. that's really wild. It's
1: totally wild, because I always view it as a punk sort of thing.
0: Right, or, like, when the Xerox machine was totally. invented. totally.
1: <laughs> So it apparently started as a, um, a thing related to, it says here, it was like a science fiction thing, like, um, and they were, um, they were called fanzines, which was like short for fan magazines. So I guess in a way, not different from fan fiction that we now encounter on the internet. Um, They would have done it in a zine. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, like, writing
0: reviews or talking about things that they were passionate about. Yeah, I mean, fan culture has been around for a long time. I think people have always wanted to share their thoughts on culture and the things that they're into. We have a lot more options to do so, so many now, options. which is cool. Um, but then, yeah, it was, it was zines and, like, sharing with your friends or sharing through the mail.
1: Yeah. So I was shocked by that and just like to imagine, you know, grandma and grandpa. (laughs) Um, I don't think my grandparents did zines, but maybe they encountered a zine (laughs) sometime. Who knows? knows? Um, And I I could also imagine, you know, how you could you can mail a zine around. And I've actually definitely received zines in the mail Mm -hmm. from friends. I don't know if you have. Yeah, I
0: got one last week. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. Old school. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, and they
0: were also big in, I think, the 50s and 60s around music fanzines as well.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, obviously it became more widely known or more popular maybe in the 80s and 90s because you then had the Xerox machines and it's more widely accessible. And yeah. plus punk and DIY punk, culture yeah. was exploding and um, there was a lot more, I guess, drive for it. Totally. but but yeah they but I think I feel like every six months or so there's some article about how zines are making a comeback and uh it's like well they never really went away That's it's what just, people always, just didn't know about it yeah definitely Which, it's fine if you didn't know about it now you do <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely so I don't know it's exciting hopefully people listening um if if they didn't know about zines now maybe they'll go and look around yeah. um you had mentioned the uh, dig dc earlier which mm-hmm. i recently discovered we also have in dig dc online there's a lot of zines that have we've digitized via the punk archive
0: yeah that's right there are some in there um Particularly pertaining to Riot Girl, um, they have as part of the DC Punk Archive Collection, um, and they do, I know, accept you know DC related zines into the collection too. Cool. It's very um, because it's part of the Washington Indiana collection. They do have to be DC related, um, but yeah, there's some cool stuff in there. You know, things that. Um, were made by like Bikini Kill and um that's awesome. Just interesting stuff coming out of DC from the early 90s, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think if if you're doing research about DC history mm-hmm. or punk history or zine history, you can also schedule through Washingtoniana to come and actually see them physically. Mm-hmm. Um
0: Yeah, uh, there's a lot more there than is online for sure. Yeah. There's also um University of Maryland not too far away. They have the um dc punk and indie fanzine collection which some of that's available online too but they have a a huge array from i believe uh 1977 up to present of things relating um to dc punk and um and zine culture um so that's another great point of of research or if you're just curious you know about yeah absolutely it doesn't
1: have to be official
0: yeah totally
1: yeah, um, so have you ever attended DIY Fest or heard of DIY Fest?
0: Um, I've heard of it. I haven't attended, though. I haven't
1: attended either. I was hoping you had so <laughs> I wanted to, to hear more about it. Um, but, yeah... I don't know. I I think that happens in Baltimore.
0: Yeah, in Baltimore. Yeah,
1: and I think, but I I think it's a broader celebration of DIY stuff beyond just zines. Um, But of course, zines being a a core element of that. Yeah, that's right. So, anyway, that was a shot and a miss (laughs) for more information. (laughs) You tried. It's okay.
0: (laughs) It's good to try things. Absolutely. I have been, I mean, I've been to quite a few zine fests, and there's also the DC Art Book Fair that started a few years ago. Which is at the National Museum for Women in the Arts.
1: Yeah, which is another really cool organization.
0: Mm-hmm. Which has zines and also um, a little more like um, you know high end like book like self made books and things like that too, which is very cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm kind of guessing that there's a slim chance that there might even be altered books at that thing, but maybe not. Who knows? I don't Who know. Who knows? Could be anything. Could be anything. <laughs> Well, um, so unfortunately, Portia wasn't able to join us today, but she did kind of want to to highlight um, sort of feminism and the, and as as well as you know other important isms um, that we <laughs> care about that um, have benefited from zine culture as a way of spreading information and sure. spreading ideas. I'm curious if that's super broad thing for me to just sort of lay out there. I'm just curious if there's anything that you can think of that uh, it doesn't, it could be feminism related. It could be something else, like something about zines that I don't know that a way, something that zines highlighted or uplifted that mm-hmm. was important to you. Is there anything that,
0: well, I think, I mean, I think the act of making zines can like is a feminist act, especially, you know, for, for, women or people from you know marginalized communities who maybe have not had their voices heard in the past where like whereas this is like saying like you have a voice you're allowed to have a voice um you're allowed to use that voice you know um and talk about what's important to you whereas maybe traditional publishing didn't always support that right um And there have, you know, I I certainly have read a lot of zines about feminism and about feminist issues. And I think that's great because you're, you know, just spreading um, spreading that information to people through different mediums, you know. Um, And there's also there a few feminist zine fests have sprung up as well. Philly had one for a few years. And um, I was I went to the New York City Feminist Zine Fest this year um, where it was really geared towards You know, women identified and non binary creators of zines. Um, So, of course, you know, not all the zines were about feminism or about, but, you know, it's like using our voices to share our perspectives. Right. Is, I think, a very feminist action. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So, I think that is very cool. You know, it's like you can be as radical or, um, you know detailed as you want and like sharing your your perspective and I just I find it very like a very equalizing medium yeah you know? yeah definitely
1: yeah it does make sense um and i i know earlier you were talking to me about like places where people could get zines yeah. might even be hard for somebody to, getting started where to go and find these zines and hear all of these cool sure. stories
0: yeah well i think you know we're lucky that we have, you know, DC Zine Fest here, right. but that's just once a year. And they do, some, they do some other cool events throughout the year, but that's like our main, you know, exchange of zines. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a couple places in DC where you can go and, and browse and get zines. Um, there's um, Smash Records, which is not far from here. They have um, a, um, a small selection of zines as far as I know still. And also um, Atomic Books, which is over right. in Dupont, they have um, some local um, comic zines which are really cool. So comic creators, um, and they have like they have a whole big shelf of zines there, oh, cool. which is really neat. And they're um, super nice too. Yeah. Um, and um, if you you know if that's not an option, a lot of people actually sell their zines on Etsy and um, Store StoreNv. Um, you know, you can just search for zines, like if you're interested in a particular topic or, you know, you know, you want to read more about feminism or um, veganism or queer culture. You can just, you know, search for those things on Etsy and a lot of people are just selling them directly. There's also a number of zine distros mm-hmm. that um, that sell zines. Like I mentioned, the Doris distro. Um there's also uh, Brown and Proud Press out of Chicago. Um, Quimby's Bookstore, which is in sh- out of Chicago and also oh, cool. has a location in New York now. They have an online store. Um, the Chicago does Quimby's Bookstore. Um, and they're kind of, they're a, a, like really well-known for stocking just lots of alternative publications and zines too. There's Atomic Books in Baltimore And Red Emma's, they both sell zines, too. Um, So, I mean, the great thing is, like, if you don't live in one of those cities or don't have access to those places, like, one of the great things about the Internet is, like, yeah, zines are a a print medium. But more people are able to find them, find the ones that are going to be valuable to their experience or are just interesting to them, you know. because because people sell them online or they, you know, are sharing that information. There's also, oh, the Small Press Expo, which is right. coming up very soon, which a lot of um, creators there sell zines as well. Yeah,
1: so that's something worth looking forward to and yeah. being excited about. And
0: that's in Bethesda. Um, just like a month from
1: now, I think. Awesome, awesome. So I'll look forward to that. Yeah. Then as well, um, Zine Fest is going to be tabling at Garbage Fest, which is um, um, like a food not bombs benefit show at Black Cat on the thirty first. So they'll be cool. tabling there with other um, local things. So cool. I'm excited to. Yeah. See them there.
0: Yeah. And learn.
1: Learn. So, yeah, and have absolutely, fun. and have fun. It's so there. Um, there anything else that we should plug before we mm-hmm. head out for the day
0: well in the spirit of the dc punk archive and diy we are um the dc punk archive is hosting a concert on tuesday august 20th at the woodridge library at six thirty, featuring the band harry and the potters which is the first wizard rock band um and they are uh, playing a concert in the children's room at Woodridge. In the so, children's in the, room. So it's going to be real loud. If you're in the library, you will hear it. Uh, it's a free concert. That um, is
1: going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. It, there's, it's free. There's going to be a little craft table for if you know kids want to do an activity. Um, and they're a lot of fun. They do all Harry Potter themed music that they've written. Um, they have a new album coming out called Lumos. Uh, It's their first new album in ten years, and they um, they actually played at the MLK Library uh, ten years ago in the Great Hall. Interesting. And so now they're back. They love to play in libraries and tour, and so um, you can learn more about the DC Punk Archive Collection too while you're there, and um, and support. Uh, it's the library I'm still it's stuck on that
1: It's going to be in the children's I know. <laughs> area Because I We're know gonna, that There's going to move some furniture <laughs> Oh, I, I'm, I'm excited I think it's totally perfect Because I know that It's happened on the roof before It there, has, yeah But in the children's area Oh man, that is going to be an awesome show It's going
0: to be fun, yeah I think it'll be interesting we, We've we done concerts on the rooftop before But the, the capacity is much smaller So to give more people a chance To see this band Since they're not local yeah. Usually it's all local bands um, we wanted to open it up a little bit more, and they like to. Um, so we're. It's going to be uh, interesting and fun, and, and so it's what's free the date on that everybody. again? Tuesday, August twentieth at the Woodridge Library, which is at Eighteenth and Rhode Island Avenue Northeast and it'll in be DC. In the evening. In the evening, six thirty p.m.
1: I'm going to be there. You should come. I yeah, am totally should come. I'm totally going to be there.
0: Yeah. And uh, if you've never been to Woodridge, it's a three story library, so there'll be lots of cool vantage yeah, points. It's one of our newer libraries. It's one of our newer it's ones. It's definitely yeah.
1: worth going and, and having a look.
0: Yeah, and we'll have another concert there in September as well, um, towards the end of September, um, up on the rooftop again, as long as it's not I'm raining. I'm so excited. So, so yeah, it's uh, an interesting, interesting time.
1: So. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I think that we're probably towards the end of our time here. But, you know, thanks for, for coming on and talking with me and yes. sharing your love of zines. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, you've been listening to uh, uh, Into, Into the Library Verse on full service radio broadcasted live from the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., Uh, Please visit dclibrary.org to learn more about the library, library programs, and library services. Follow us on Instagram at dcpubliclibrary and on Twitter at dcpl. Listen and download to the show wherever you listen to your podcast by searching for full service radio. Thank you for listening.